Hello and welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. This is a place where we share how love can transform negative emotions and pain into strength. We talk about all things related to love, positivity, and kindness. And I am your host, Corinne Kamara. Welcome to episode 25, From Devastation to Prosperity and Love. Considered a mind whisperer, Donna Campbell combined her past knowledge, wisdom, and experience to assist you in creating and restoring a life of happiness, prosperity, and love. Published in over 90 media outlets and with over 25 combined years of professional experience, Donna is launching her book, Financially Fit, bringing together the financial world, the energy body, and the soul's essence. She's a motivational speaker and maintains an international private practice. Her personal heart-centered healing philosophy is to create a world that is a better place for all to live. I'm excited for you to listen to Donna's story today about the power of love and mindset and how that can transform your life. And let's get into today's episode. Hi, welcome to the Infinite Love Podcast. Today we have Donna and she's going to talk about her and her mind whisperer ways. I'm so excited to hear about her work and who she is in the world and all the amazing love and prosperity that she's sharing with others. Thank you, Donna, for being here. And thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And I'm so excited to talk about love today. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the infinite love. It's my favorite topic. And so what is your love lesson? What is something that happened to your life or various experiences that brought you to the place that you are? And how were you able to transform and bring it forth to others? You know, you know, life is like a journey. And so after the last 25 years, I'm to this point where I'm at today. But in the beginning, I was like a lot of people and I was always looking outside of myself to be fulfilled by another person, by your partner and for something that I was wanting or craving on the inside. And I think my biggest lesson came when I had gone through a divorce. I was, a, and then I was a single mom with my two children. And after those 14 years, I decided to go back into that dating world. And it was about a year, two years after, and I met a person and I thought, I'm going to do it differently. I'm studying, um, I understand the law of attraction, there's metaphysics, and I'm going to ask for that spiritual relationship. So that's what I did. And that's exactly what I got, but not in the way that I thought I was going to have it. So in my mind, it was all bliss and euphoria. And what really happened in a spiritual relationship, it was like really good, like heaven or not so good. <laughs> and it was kind of like yeah. a hell in a way. And it had that dualistic dichotomy. And that really taught me the basis of the foundation of what I do today and how we really are infinite creators. But um, it was two years in that relationship. And in the end, he became physically abusive. And I'm like, how did this happen? Oh, this wow. And then you know, and then how do you leave someone that you love dearly? And so sometimes you have to love yourself more than loving another person and put yourself first. And that was my biggest lesson. 
Yeah, I just had a recent breakup and that was also the same lesson of loving yourself more than being in a relationship. And it's really hard for for people to leave relationships, especially when you get older and there's this feeling like you're never going to meet anyone and then you meet someone and you just want to hold on. Yeah. And... And it's hard to have trust and faith that there is a bigger and better relationship out there for you. Um, How did you feel like you came to that conclusion that you were, you felt strong enough to leave that relationship to move forward in your life? You know, um, I had some great friends who came and assisted me in me moving out, which was very, very beneficial, but um, it was an all at once. It was fast. It was furious. They didn't know I was leaving until I was like almost out the door because he had gone in such a rage earlier and it was just time to go. And I had to value my life, my children's life, um, and those types of qualities first before I put somebody else ahead of that. And it was really a big lesson in what it was like to really love yourself because sometimes in that process, love will walk away. I had to walk away from that toxic type of love because it wasn't a universal, unconditional love that I know today. Mm -hmm. Yes, beautiful. So how did you move that experience into the work that you do? And how do you help your clients through the similar process of what you went through? Well, I remember when I was moving back to the town that I was from, and I was praying the entire drive. It was like a six-hour drive. It's going, you know, God, creator, infinite universe, spirit, keep me and my children safe. I promise I'll go into the healing arts. I'll help people. I'll do whatever is needed. Just keep us safe. And that was my prayer for those hours. And, of course, we were kept safe, so I had to fulfill my promise and decided to take everything that I started learning and start my own professional practice. And here I am 11, 12 years later, you know, with an international practice doing what I do, helping people with better health, increased wealth, or enhanced relationships because everybody wants happiness, prosperity, and love. And so I'm dedicating my life to doing that, not only for myself, assisting others on that journey. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. And so you have so many different credentials. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. what, how do you, do you want to talk about some of your credentials and what you've learned over the years and how you were able to put these, all these things together? Um, yes. Um, I actually started out as a financial advisor in an investment firm and I had about 10, 11 years in that career. And what I discovered there was clients would come in, we would talk about their portfolio, their goals and try and match it up. And then things like 9-11 happen, mutual fund managers change out the stocks, they eliminate their mutual funds, there's Wall Street, and all of these things are outside of themselves. So what I did was I traded my health for that job, and I had gotten really sick for a number of years. And when I left, that was when my marriage ended. And then that is also when I became financially devastated myself. Whatever was going on in the world, there was always an impact to me. And then when I left, I started to um, study some different healing modalities and started putting together what I do today, which is really what I call and what people have been calling about mind whispering. And it's 
bringing together who we are as an energy being from that place of love, which resonates to different frequencies, to what we want to create and have in the outside world and bringing those two things together from that point of view. And I was discovering things in the financial services world that people would say, you know, we would ask the questions, what is my net worth? What is my portfolio value? How much did my assets increase? Uh, clients would say, is that a safe and secure investment? And today clients say, when I work with them and we get to what their hidden whys are, they say things like, I just want to know that I was appreciated and that my parents valued me or that I am worthy and I, I, you know, I want to be kept safe. And those were the exact same words. And I went, wait a minute, there's a correlation. The universe is vibrational. We have a thought. It's not so much the thought that's creating the reality. It's the energy we apply to the thought. And the universe doesn't know except how we feel. And it's reading that. And then it affects your health, your wealth, and your relationships. And when you shift and change those internal feelings in the subconscious, then your consciousness and your outside world will shift and change. So it's taken me 25 years to put this all together, a couple of different career paths. I love that. And um, I really feel like the mindset is such a important aspect, especially like having a positive mindset and coupling that with an emotional, a positive right. emotion. And how, how do you work with people that have huge blocks? I mean, I know it's a big question, but I feel like sometimes when people have like a wound, like a core wound, and so they, it's like in their subconscious mind and it's pretty much controlling them and they're, they're unaware of this wound causing havoc on their life, so to speak, and creating experiences that pretty much reinforce this pain that they have is, is, I know this is a long-term um, solution, but what are some quick tips or ideas for people that are listening to start their journey on discovering how they can heal those parts of themselves? Some quick tips. The first thing I would ask would be, what is it that you, what is the situation and how do you truly feel about the situation? Because your thoughts and emotions impact everything that you do in your life. And as you mentioned, we're unaware of these thoughts and the emotion that we put behind the thought. And so how you think changes how you feel in the body. And so we'll find ourselves in that dark space. We don't always know why. Right. So when you feel yourself in those lower energies, understand what that energy is or what that feeling is, because there's a silver lining in it. And it's about finding the silver lining in the silver lining, the gift. So when you understand what that feeling is, identify the part of the body, that's tip number two, where it's located at, because that's going to bring it together. So when you understand, oh, I have frustration and I feel it in my stomach. Okay. The third tip is when was the first time, it might've been really little, like under 10, that you felt that frustration energy in your stomach. And then the fourth thing is ask yourself what happens. Because when you uncover what happened, that was when the energy got tied to the thought that created the pattern in your life. And mm -hmm. then the fifth thing is ask yourself, what did you really need? And then when you have that mind focus shift and change, it happens on a subconscious. So yes, mindset and be positive, but we can't be positive all the time unless we uncover what that hidden emotion is that's stopping it. So that's part of the process 
Um, and those are the first five things I would ask any particular client what to do so I know how to shift and change with them. That's beautiful. I love that response. I think that's really important. And I um, encourage people to start to look at the, their inner pains because I feel like, I know for me personally, those internal wounds that I've been carrying totally dictated so many of the decisions I had in my life. And once I was able to shift that, it felt like miraculous, the, the, diff, the change in your life. So it's such a valid and important aspect of healing. So let's get into the infinite love questions. Okay. So how do you use love in your work? Well, it is the foundation of everything. And it's a measurable frequency um, of 528. It's the miracle healing tone. It will repair all the DNA in the body. And without that basis, which is how I use it to describe the universe, we're not going to make any shifts and changes. So this energy is part of your soul essence, your divine essence. It's in every cell of your body. Albert Einstein called it the universal energy of love or, and Someone asked me to describe what that would be for me. And before I realized with Albert Einstein, I said, it's the universal love force energy, of course. So that is the basis. And it's through that all healing can happen. And if that one quality is not there, healing does not take place. Absolutely. Yes. Speaking my language. <laughs> and <laughs> number two is how is your work used to serve humanity? Well, my thought process and belief system is, is if I can help one person shift and change either by sharing my story and they become a better person or we shift and change them and they resonate to a higher vibration, then they are going to go out and do that and it will shift somebody else up. And if we keep doing that, whether one person at a time, 20 people or a stadium of 4,000 people, I think we're living our life on purpose and doing what we're meant to do pulling up people that are from depression, anger, anxiety, frustration into the energy of love and peace and balance and kindness. And then the whole world can shift and change and become a better place. And it's just that one act of kindness that will do it. Even if it's something as simple as smiling at your grocery store clerk going through the checkout counter and then they raise and they're nice to the next five people. It can be that simple. Absolutely. What does it mean to you to be a positive force of goodness in the world? It, it comes back to living your life on purpose. Um, you know, people sometimes say to me, you're always so optimistic. And yes, I'm always optimistic. But throughout my whole life, I didn't always have good things happening to me. There was some, you know, heartache in there. And I've just learned that there's a silver lining and gifts that come from that. And the silver lining in the silver lining, there was something positive and good that always came out of that. So for me, that's what I like to find for people. You can tell me whatever your story is, I will help you uncover what that gift is for you and how to shift it and change it and utilize it. Because I believe that's what our soul is here designed to do, to live a life on purpose in that goodness. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much darkness and negativity in the world. And so it's easier to get sucked into that negativity. 
So I think it's important to stay as positive as you can and to surround yourself with positivity or hire a coach that's positive that can help you be positive. <laughs> and then, you know, staying that inside because we're energy and we're energy fields because we're electromagnetic beings. If you don't let the outside world influence you, but know who you are and you're grounded in that and you're coming from that place of love, then what you can do is send that energy out and it'll start shifting and changing the people around you. So you don't have to absorb everything from social conditioning or group conscious beliefs. Mm -hmm. We can be those changers. Beautiful. What do you love most about your life? Knowing and understanding that I'm an active creator, meaning that I have my own ability to respond. So that's what I believe responsibility is. And I get to choose how I feel and how I want to share in that with other people. And then you can create what it is that you want on purpose. So for me, it's, I come from the mindset of, you know, love kind of conquers all and love is without fear. And, and so when I have those other moments, I can stop, take a moment, take a breath and go, nope, what is something higher? And then I get to share that with other people on a daily basis. And when I start watching them live everything that they wanted to do in their life on purpose, then I know I got to witness the miracles in my job. Because when you take somebody and they had breast cancer for a second time, and now they are breast cancer free after five years, and they're putting together property to have a mini animal farm because they always wanted to do that. Best job ever. Best job to watch that. Yeah. How do you feel that you receive love? Oh, my goodness. A number two to uh, ways. I do um, a lot of different types of meditations where I focus my different senses. And one meditation that I have learned to do just intuitively is to take the love that I feel out in the world and bring it back. Because as people, we're always sending our energies out to the world. And if everyone's sending out love to the world, then who's there to receive it? Well, I started sitting down and going, I can receive love. But it's, it's not just from people, it's from every living organism. So there's the grass and the trees and the mountains, and I'm blessed to live out in nature. So um, I sit in that mindfulness, just feeling the energy of that around me. And that's what keeps me full because it's infinite and it's plentiful and it's, it's omnipresent. It's everywhere. So why not use it to our advantage? That's a great one. I haven't even, I've, I mean, I've, I've thought about receiving love from like the divine energy, like mm-hmm more of the spirit realm, but it's true. Like there are people like you and I and millions of others that are constantly sending out love and healing and prayers to others or to the world. That, that is a, a beautiful opportunity. Yeah. In a meditation circle and uh, the person that was leading it said, let's send out the energy and send out love. You know, we have the virus, we have these people on our list for healing and everyone was sending out love to everywhere. And they're like, huh. I should just sit here and receive something also because I'm sending. And if I'm sending it out, I get to receive it too. And they can receive it. And it came back. And at the end, everyone was like, oh, we just, everyone felt that. And they were in such gratitude and it shifted them. And they also received more of the love in the circle by Mm -hmm. receiving. It was a very interesting experiment that I did. 
but um, but I do it often today. I'm always sending out and then I'm always receiving. Beautiful. So when do you feel the most love? Oh my goodness. Um, a lot, all the time. <laughs> Usually just about anywhere where I go, but it's for me, it's when I get really still and quiet on the inside. Mm-hmm. And that's where I can really sit and focus and feeling that energy of love. And sharing in that and often it comes from different visualizations that I have from different meditations of things that I want to create and things that I want to share with the world so I can keep you know increasing and elevating that energy of love for everyone oh that's great and where has love created a miracle in your life oh my life personally oh my goodness um love is the miracle And so on a daily basis, there's all of these little pieces that come together. I'm trying to think of something grand. I often watch and witnesses for other people. Um, Like with the lady that I mentioned with cancer, I had somebody else that had kidney stones and it was only 15 minutes with them on the phone and they released them because I'm always using that energy to create. But for me, where does love really create a miracle in my personal life? It's in those soft, quiet moments in between. Um, And it's through love that we do everything. So things aren't just happening now in divine order. So I mentioned I have a book. I just found out yesterday that uh, I got an email from the publisher that was listed on Amazon for pre-sale. And I'm like, whoa, how did that happen? I thought I was going to be in control of this. And it was just the overwhelming feeling of that love. So there's all these little tiny moments for it. And then where did love create that miracle is when I realized that I just needed to love myself first. And if Mm. I did that thing, I'm always full and can share it with other people instead of sending it out, trying to figure out how I'm going to get it back. That is probably the biggest miracle that has transformed my life. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the one that um, we often are told we shouldn't do. Like, I mean, I grew up religious and it was like, you just got to give, give, give. And, and to self-love was almost considered selfish. Right. But without self-love, how do you know how to give? Right. How to receive it. And then how can you give something if you don't receive it? And how do you give something you don't have? Right. Absolutely. I mean, to do that so yeah 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 i mean my analogy is always like you can't offer water to somebody if your pitcher's empty exactly. it's like it's not it's not it's never gonna work and you're always gonna be feeling like you're lacking mm-hmm. and the self-love is like the key to everything and the, and, then, and then the self-love comes with the self-acceptance compassion right. i think it's more selfish to make somebody else responsible for how you choose to receive love than it is for you to keep yourself full and then share that with other people. Yes, we're in total agreement. However, I think society has it backwards. They do. We're here to help them shift it. (laughs) Yeah, because even just the narrative that TV and movies and music and our culture, even what we experience, what love is on a young age, it's never the self-love first. And it's in every cell of your body. So we got to shift the focus from the outside to the internal. Everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's what 
that's the gift for um, 2020 has been for me is just creating more of that internal work and going within to shift the outside as opposed to the opposite. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wonderful. So how can people find you? How do people work with you? Like, tell us the details. Oh, the easiest way is just to go to my website, DonnaCampbell.com, and that's Donna, D-A-W-N-A. And then on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you can just type in my name, Donna Campbell, and I should be able to come up right near the top. And then you can send a message. I love answering all my own messages and personally, so I do respond back for all of that. Or you can contact me through the website. Oh, and I saw that you have a free heart giveaway. Like, tell us what that is. I saw that heart stone and I was super excited because I love stones. But I was um, like, what, what is it? So what I have is what I call a healing heart stone. So my business name is called The Healing Heart. I'm a single owner S corporation. And what I, this is always, the heart has always been my logo. It's with a theta symbol. So when you combine the head and the heart, we have synergy and coherence. And what I do is I program these for people. And I put in the frequency of love, which is 528 for health, wealth, and relationships to increase happiness, prosperity, and love in your life. And um, if anybody wanted something specific in there for them, I also encode it and download the stone with that. So when you receive it, it's a touchstone. So if you hold it in meditation, keep it with you because it activates to you, it's going to start attracting to you the very things that are needed for you. And the more you use this, the stronger it goes. So this is my gift to the world and something that I share. I also share it with the earth. So there's one in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. I buried some in Brazil. I have one up in Glacier Park um, because I'm using them to connect it to create a love grid. And any person who has this, which they're all over internationally now for the last couple of years, it's creating this love grid and that's how we're all connected. So that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. So people can get on your website and get a love stone. Mm-hmm, they they can. Mm-hmm, yes. And it's a special link. It's on the back end of my website. So if you went to DonnaCampbell.com slash heart dash stone, it'll take you right to the form. And there, um, there's no charge. For these. So just share that. that's, that's a beautiful gift. So thank you so much for being on the Infinite Love Show. You are a the embodiment of infinite love. So I appreciate the work that you're doing in the world, spreading love, kindness, and prosperity. And I'm sending you lots of love. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. You are just amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and tune in on Tuesdays for new episodes. For more information about me, please follow me on Instagram at Corinne J. Camara and my website, CorinneCamara.com. Sending you lots of infinite love.